We glean our fields at the regular th regularly throughout the summer and harvesting whatever is left and then providing it to people experiencing food insecurity. We have many different community partners, either food pantries or community care groups or transitional housing places, just community members who are making food for people who need it. You're listening to the Our Town Reno podcast with KWNKLP 97.7 FM in Reno, Nevada. This week's episode is with Lindsay Langsdale, the farm manager of Reno Food Systems. She talks about how she's kept busy throughout winter and the all-encompassing local food wraparound that she's helped build and grow from a five-acre plot of land within the biggest little city. Reno Food Systems also provides education about urban farming and a food justice program. Our reporter for this episode is Richard Benarski. I'm your host, Nico Columbant, who coordinates the Our Town Reno Multimedia Street Reporting Collective, which includes this podcast. First, a word from our sponsors, and then back to this week's episode with Lindsay Langsdale and the Reno Food Systems. Welcome. Hello. We are the Reno's Media Lab. Media Lab. Podcast. Client services. Special projects. Documentaries. We are a production center at, at the, the Reynolds, Reynolds School, School of Journalism. Journalism. The Reynolds Media Lab. Media Lab. Media Lab. This is Richard Bednarski with the Our Town Reno podcast. I'm down here at Mayberry at a Reno Food Systems farm with Lindsay Langdale, the farm manager. First off, you just told me about some bouncing goats. How many goats do you have here? We have two goats and three sheep, and the goats are much more entertaining than the sheep. They uh, like to climb on stuff, and they were just pretending the shade sail was a trampoline, so that was some entertainment for the day. Perfect. As the sun sets and it's getting now chillier, can you explain to our listeners what Reno Food Systems is and what they help and do for the community? I can. So... We are a nonprofit organization, and our flagship program is this farm that we're standing in right now. It's a five acre urban farm, and it's at the corner of Mayberry McCarran. And we are a demonstration farm, so we have all kinds of different things going on that a person could come and check out and learn about. So we have perennials growing, we have fruit trees of all different varieties, we have pollinator plants, we have medicinal and culinary herbs. We have annual vegetable crops growing in a few different ways. We have animals, we have solar power powering our fridge, we have workshops, we have volunteers, we have interns. So it's meant to be a place where a person could come and learn about agriculture, learn how their food is grown, um, purchase food from us, we grow everything organically and sustainably. We have really nice produce and herbs and seedlings that a person could purchase. Um, we also do a lot of educational things as well. How long has Reno Food Systems been around as an organization? We've been about five years um, as an organization and this last summer of 2021 was the end of our fourth season at the farm um, on site. And what has been the biggest success in that in the four years here at this location that you found in your time? Oh, that's a tricky question. The biggest success is that we're still here. 
<laughs> um, I don't know. I'm proud of most of the things we've accomplished so far. Um, I'm really proud of our team and our ability to to work through challenges together. And um, we started out as a group of friends wanting to do this work together, and it's been really fun for the most part, but also challenging. And it's it's been good work for all of us to be able to really examine what we, what it is that we do here and recognize that we have a really special opportunity to be able to steward this land this five acres and make it something beautiful and make it something that's a benefit to the community and do it in a way that makes sense to us in a way that matches our values as humans and the way we we want to work and the way that we want to build our lives and exist as community members um, and we get to create that from scratch in this really special beautiful place so that's success I'll go with that. And aside from growing food and seedlings, are there any other ways that Reno Food System plays, any other roles it plays in the community, anything else it does to help out? We do. We have, we have many programs. Um, so the growing of the vegetables is one. We have a nursery program where we sell seedlings, vegetable, and um, perennials. And we have the education programs, and then we have a food justice program. So that program, we do a few different things. We have a mobile farmer's market, so that's where we take our truck out to different um, food desert-type neighborhoods, so neighborhoods where there might be people who want to access fresh foods, but there aren't um, opportunities for that in, within walking distance. Um, especially, there's a bunch of federal programs that provide assistance to people to buy food from farmers markets but if a person cannot make it to a farmers market those resources go unused so for example seniors have access to coupon books from the state in which they can spend these coupons with Nevada farmers and the senior gets it for free and then the farmer can get reimbursed from the state for that product um, but a lot of times seniors are not don't have mobility so they're not able to get to the farmers market so we parked our mobile farmers market at the Reno Housing Authority low-income senior residence last year and brought fresh, fresh produce to the folks living in that apartment complex um, we also do a lot of donations of our food so we glean our fields at the regular regularly throughout the summer and with that gleaned product. Um, so gleaning is kind of going through a farmer's field after it's been harvested for commercial purposes and harvesting whatever is left and then providing it to people experiencing food insecurity. So we did a lot of gleaning this year and then provided that food to, we have many different community partners, either food pantries or community care groups or transitional housing places. Um, just community members who are making food for people who need it. So we provide that gleaned fresh produce to a bunch of people in the community. Um, probably forgetting something, we, we do volunteers and interns, so again lots of education, workshops on site. Um, we have our Be Friendly campaign, so that's a campaign about learning about pollinators and their importance and trying to encourage our neighbors throughout Reno to 
learn about it themselves and also create a bee-friendly yard. So that's a yard that's going to have pollinator plants. It's not going to be using harmful pesticides and herbicides. So um, a person could go to our website and check out the pledge, pledge that they're going to be a bee-friendly yard and then get a sign for their yard. Um, we do the Reno Garlic Fest every year, so that's a celebration of local garlic, which is fun. It's changed the last few years. So uh, we did a year in garlic course instead this last year, so that's for home gardeners wanting to learn about growing garlic on their own. Sounds like there's a lot going on for there's such a, a small little on. farm. And again, this is Richard Bernarski with Lindsay Langdale of Reno Food Systems, and we're going to take a short break. Did you know our town Reno now has a Reddit? Our bio there says, a sub to discuss issues surrounding the living and housing affordability crisis in Reno, how to help our unhoused neighbors, the disappearance of public space, the value of street art, promoting heroes and sheroes in the biggest little city, small local businesses, worker rights, and green initiatives. We feature our town Reno reporting and welcome story ideas and submissions to share across our platforms. So if you're a Redditor, join us there. And if you're not, why not jump in with us to hashtag help each other? Now, back to this week's Our Town Reno podcast episode. And welcome back. Again, we're down here at Reno Food Systems Farm on Mayberry and just down from McCarran. And Lindsay was just talking about many of the ways the farm helps the community. And it's more than just growing food. How is all that funded? What's kind of the, the main goal or the main funding source for the Reno Food Systems? We have a three-tiered funding approach, so it's going to be partially sales, partially grants, and then partially donations. So our sales come from the, the produce and the nursery items, and um, we get a variety of different grants, both state grants and foundation grants. And then our donations are just individual donations um, at the farm stand every week. People donate as they're paying for their produce. And we have a membership program also. So a person, just like with K-Wink and Holland and the Reno Bike Project, a person can be a member. And that's a reoccurring monthly or annual donation that they can make. And so it's cold out. There's snow everywhere or remainder of Poconip. I'm not sure what it is these <laughs> days or anymore. Um, the sun just went down. Do you have any winter crops? Is anything growing right now? We do not. We do not have water access in the winter here. So we get our water from the landscaping irrigation at the park next door. Their system isn't winterized and we're at the end of their, their line. So whenever they shut off, we shut off. Uh, we do have access to our own line for next year, so we'll be able to have water year-round next year. Um, but because of that limitation, we have not grown in the winter. Um, we did just recently buy a hoop house, so we did some fundraisers for a hoop house in the fall, and then a, a private donor matched the money that we raised, so we were able to buy a hoop house. And that's somewhere on a semi-truck between here and Iowa, hopefully. And we're going to build that this winter and do our seedlings in that. And then we'll have a hoop house and next fall, winter, we'll be able to, to use that to grow some stuff. Um, our only winter activity in terms of sales is we have dried herbs. 
So during the summer we harvest our culinary and medicinal herbs and we have a drying shed on site and we dry that and package the dried herbs and we have those for sale. And I imagine all of that does not come without its challenges. So what has been some of the bigger challenges the Reno Food System has experienced and worked through in the past few years? Mm, finding the funding and staff to kind of maintain grant writing and all of the fun little details involved in writing grants and reporting on them. Um, that's a big challenge that we face. A lot of us wear many, many different kinds of hats. And this year we've experienced some overwhelm with the team because we're just trying, we're just pushing our capacity a little bit. So um, really understanding, I, I think all of our team members are the type of people who want to do everything. So um, trying to, to manage that has been a bit of a challenge, but we're working it out. Uh, this last summer had a lot of weather challenges, as everybody remembers, the smoke and the heat um, and the differences in the, the patterns of the heat this last summer caused a lot of weed problems, not just for us, but lots of other growers that I spoke with this summer had similar weed challenges because of that really early heat we had in June, when June was 100 degrees, that um, made all the weed seeds really go to town. and caused some problems. Um, maybe I'm in a positive mood. I can't think of a ton of challenges. Um, yeah, just figuring it out day to day. There's so many things to think about as a farmer and a million logistics to, to figure out. And also as an urban farm, we have to really work with the neighborhood and the community. And our goal is to be an asset to the community. but. We, we don't expect to plop a farm in the middle of a neighborhood and think that everybody is going to understand what we're doing and be on board right away. Part of our job here is, like I said, an education, demonstration, teaching farm. So we're trying to showcase what it takes to grow food, the realities of it. And a lot of times as an urban farm, you have to have a lot of conversations with neighbors about why does it smell like that near the pigs or um, it was windy and dust was blowing which didn't happen before just little things like that so so definitely being um, conscious of how we affect the neighborhood both the positives and the the negatives and really working with our immediate neighbors to to be an asset and teach about the realities of growing food and aside from weird weather patterns and smoke, what is there? Can you put an amount on how much food a, a small urban farm like this can produce? No. <laughs> um, a ton, lots and lots and lots. Um, I have numbers somewhere about how much we donated. I think it was around a thousand pounds this summer. Um, but I don't for how much we've sold or how much we produced. Um, and we haven't even reached our capacity here yet. We have five acres total, and there's about two maybe that are in, in annual crops and an acre probably in perennials. Um, there's still many fields that we haven't grown in yet, and we're building up to, to our full capacity. So, um, but we haven't 
we have to kind of increase our sales venues and our output before we grow more. So we're, we're building up to that. But Yeah, and it seems every time I drive by or I come out here, there's a new plot or a new uh, landscape arrangement that wasn't there before. So it seems like you guys are growing and making use of the space. Mm-hmm. So lastly, what should the community of Reno, who might not know about Reno Food Systems, what, what should they know? Maybe I, should, I could suggest that they support local food. Um, so whether that's buying from a farm like us or from a CSA or from the co-op that sells a lot of local products, um, it really does make a difference. Um, typically, conventionally, how we get food from farm to our table um, can travel 2,000 miles average if you look up some statistics on that just to get a product to your table travels 2,000 miles versus it buying it local and it can travel a couple of miles and the savings on gas uh, fuel and greenhouse gas emissions is really um, important for for that and uh, you can always visit us we are open to the public all the time people can come in take a walk, visit the animals uh, when we're open for sales. You can always come and buy from us or ask us a million questions about growing food. We're always here to, to educate and let people know what's going on. Well, that was a good, informative little bit about Reno Food Systems. I appreciate you taking the time and freezing out here with me um, and letting our listeners hear about the farm. Well, thank you for coming out anytime. Thank you for listening to this Our Town Reno podcast episode. Here we have stories about gentrification, life on the streets, the affordable housing crisis. Find us on Facebook at Our Town Reno, at OurTownReno.com, and on Instagram at Biggest Little Streets. Check back in for next week's episode or delve into our archives and remember, help each other out. Thank you.